Hello and welcome to the Every Action Counts podcast where we talk about the environmental issues and the little things you can do to make an impact. We're your co-hosts Shannon Wu and Venetia Patel. Today we will be talking about, I don't know how to put this, but this is our farewell to EAC. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's all we can say. But beyond a farewell, it's also a discussion about how we are going to bring environmentalism with us post-graduation. So it's just us chatting because, guys, this is if you don't know already, Venetia and I are seniors and this is our last year in high school. So we are saying goodbye to EAC and to this podcast. Oh, it's so sad. it's been a long four years (laughs) Venetia's been in this club longer than I have so she's more emotional about it but I'm emotional about saying goodbye to the podcast because this means so much to me yeah this was your brainchild so there's that level of my child I've raised it from an idea into an actual thing where we're on episode 10 oh yeah, I mean, we're later on, we're also going to have Pranette and Anissa join us since they're also seniors on the executive board. So we will get to hear from them as well. But for now, I guess we get to chat about what we're doing. Yeah. So we're going to talk a bit more about EAC and like our memories with it, how we got into it, stuff like that, as well as what we're going to do in the future and stuff like that. So, yeah. So, Venetia, Venetia has this long-winded story. She ha- tells it all the time. <laughs> if you haven't heard it, our, our members probably have already heard it because she always likes saying it all the time. Venetia has a very detailed explanation, and she always – you use it all the time. Like, I've heard it so many times. So I'm Venetia. pretty sure everyone, even if you're a first-year member, has heard this and probably memorized it by now. <laughs> I have definitely memorized it. I can tell you the story as Venetia, but I'm going to let Venetia talk and tell her story to all our listeners because I'm sure someone somewhere is going to want to know, how did you get into EAC, Venetia? Well, it all began. (laughs) It all began pre-ninth grade. So I was tiny little eighth grade Venetia, and I was appointed as the Munner Township Environmental Commission student representative. AKA, I was supposed to be the bridge between the High School Environmental Action Club as well as the Township Environmental Commission so that we could work on projects together and overall just benefit each other's work. So I was like, all right, I need to figure out where the Environmental Action Club is. So who's their advisor? Who's their president? How do I get in touch with them? And when do they meet? Because I have to give a report to them every month after the commission meeting. And I walk into high school, I think my second or third day of high school, uh, having researched who the advisor was, and I was like, all right, I need to find which room he's in. Now, if any of you know or have been to Munner Township High School, you know that all of the rooms pretty much look the same, and all of the walls look the exact same as well. And the hallways are just a giant maze. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Even the teachers have difficulties navigating. Exactly. So I thought, hmm, let me find a senior to help me out. They must know how to navigate this lovely building. We don't. We don't. We still don't. Um, But I thought, you know, that's a smart idea. So my third day of high school, I email Dr. Pangos, our advisor. I'm like, hi, I'm Venetia. I'm the student rep. And I would like to meet with you so we can discuss, 
you know, various things, as well as the Township Green Fair, yada, yada, yada. And he doesn't respond to my email. But the senior that I had reached out to said, yeah, just come on by the second or third block. He'll be there. I was like, okay, that sounds legit. I'll, I'll come by. So I leave geometry early because my geometry teacher was like, sure, why not? And I go to Dr. Pangloss's room where I am probably, I, and I think Dr. Pangloss, as you're listening to this, you're probably like, I did not mean this to be so scarring. Well, <laughs> it was. <laughs> so I walk in and you were not expecting me because I guess that senior did not tell you that I was showing up. And so I'm like, hi, I'm here to talk about the green fair and the commission report and the meetings. And you just look at me and start roasting me in front of your class of seniors in AP physics or AP chem. And I am mortified. I am like, all right, this is not what I signed up to do, but he seems like an interesting person. So I will stick around. So I come to the next environmental meeting which was announced on a loudspeaker. And I realized that it was just you and that senior and that's it. So he looked at us and we're like, all right, well, you got to build a club because there's no one here. So suddenly I was first week of high school and I was the vice president of a club that I did not plan on being the vice president of. Manisha's like goals, guys. She became vice president as a freshman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. But I still don't know how I because my mentality always and if any of you know me in real life, you know that I have a plan for everything. My four year plan did not entail being vice president or president or holding any sort of leadership position in EAC. For anyone so. listening. Yeah, she said a four year plan. <laughs> a four year plan. OK, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my four year plan went right out the window that very week and I decided all right how do I build an organization and my first thought was all right I have to drag all of my friends here that's the only way yes Venetia dragged me into EAC that's how it went I don't remember how it went down like specifically not like Venetia Venetia has this long-winded story because it's been such an impactful thing for her I can't remember I'm sure it was just like a conversation over lunch that's why that's why how I remember it is was it really Venetia probably remembers it <laughs> Okay, also we have to remember that my memory is not that great. So I'm going to, because most things between both of us happen through lunchtime conversations, I am going to say that it was probably me talking about this club and saying, hey, you should join because, you know, we have no one and also we need someone with video editing skills. <laughs> I think it was because, like, I was like, I'm not part of enough clubs or I, like, I need a new club to join. And then oh, it was like... Trial or something. Yeah, I was in mock trial, and then I was like, but that was the only club that I was doing, and I'm like, I need to go to another club, and Venetia's like, join EAC. Wow. <laughs> we do a lot of volunteer stuff. Yeah, I mean, did you join freshman year or sophomore year? I can't remember. Sophomore year, I think? I think sophomore year. Yeah, because I was only doing one club my freshman year, but I was doing a lot of... What was I doing freshman year? Why was I not doing... I, I dragged you to a lot of campaign events freshman year. <laughs> I did go to Green Fair freshman year, I think. Yeah, you've always come to Green Fair with I've me. I've always come to Green Fair. That I know, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was sophomore year, because then I remember at the end of sophomore year, you, you were on the ballot for vice president, I think. 
Here's the crazy thing, though. This is only was a couple of years ago, and I'm struggling to remember it. <laughs> okay, it's been a long time. It, it might have been really all long. the meetings that I've had this year as on the executive board has like muddled my brain. <laughs> yeah, I think Pernet and Anissa will also agree with this eventually that one year on the executive board is just really taxing <laughs> on your soul. It's, it's really it's an enjoyable experience, but it's also very taxing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Venetia. Well, we were talking about how we got into EAC. What's your favorite memory of EAC? Because you've been here in, since freshman year. Is your favorite memory actually getting into it, or do you have like a favorite? Right. Event You're going to have to go first because there's no way I can pick yeah, just so one. Funny. EAC is her baby too. Um, what's my favorite memory? Oh my god, there's so many too. I enjoy the beach cleanup that we did. That was fun. Mm, yes, I yeah. like the beach cleanup that I enjoyed. I also enjoyed creating this podcast, which I just did this year. So like, what? I enjoy filming episodes at like the break of dawn with you <laughs> and our guests. Yeah, I enjoy that. But yeah. Uh well, okay, I guess the, the follow-up question to that would be, what is your favorite non-exec year memory? Well, then it was the beach cleanup. Beach or, cleanup, okay. Because that was fun. Yeah. Like, that it was, was just, time. I don't know, just picking up garbage on the beach was exhilarating. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was with a lot of our friends, and it, it, was, it was a good way to spend the Saturday morning. Did we yeah. find anything interesting that year? Or was I that the year the, after the shot glass? Oh, the shot glass. Yes. And always the crazy straws. Cause it's, we always go to the Asbury park location, um, as part of the clean ocean actions, beach sweeps and the Asbury park location always has the craziest shot glasses and straws since they have so many like clubs slash places to get those things nearby. So yeah. What happened? I think someone found a brick. Oh, yeah. No, I think the year before you came with us, we found railroad tracks buried like two feet in the sand. Yeah, who knows how that ended up there. <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting time. That's All my right. favorite memory. Well, then a follow-up question to the exec memory. Favorite part about creating the podcast? Ooh. Okay, so you have to understand, I've been interested in like broadcasting or like production of any sort of thing, like video production. I, if you have not seen me around during like environmental events before COVID, I would walk around with the camera videotaping everyone. Mm -hmm. And I've always been interested in that. And it was like junior year, junior, sophomore year. I don't remember, but um, part of school, I took a podcasting workshop and I was really interested in it and I got the chance to like record an episode with this really cool guy. I'm not going to name drop him. Should I name drop him? I don't know. It's not That's that big of a prerogative. deal. It's not that big of a deal. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> but I could, it doesn't really matter. I'm like getting off track. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it got me interested in podcasting. I always wanted to start a podcast, but I could never figure out exactly what to do it with or for because podcasts ha should have a topic that has the center around and I didn't know what to do and then I think it was like my junior year I was like you know what 
I could do a podcast for EAC. Wouldn't that be interesting? I mean, no one in our school has ever done it before, like in this way. And it's different. And there's like a lot of people that care about the environment. And there's so many topics that we could talk about if you have not seen by the amount of topics that we've talked about this year. So, <laughs> and a list of topics that we're leaving for the people that take over after us. You know, there's so. so much we could talk about, so much guests to bring. And yeah, it just seemed like such a great idea. And when I suggested it, Venetia was like, ooh, it sounds interesting. And as we've promoted it more, a lot of people found it interesting and intriguing. So, and I guess I, I, since it's my baby and like, it was my brainchild, it means like a lot to me that so many people are like interested in it between like all the teachers and stuff like that, people that listen to it all over the world. I'm just like, oh, it was just an idea and it's become this big thing. And I appreciate it. So, yeah. I mean, every time I look at the stats on like our anchor app, I am just blown away because it's so surreal to think that people halfway across the world are listening to us and actually care about what we're saying and that they come back episode after episode. So that's just. That's what I love about podcasts too. It's like, this has been a great experience too for me as I go on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as you talk about going on, how are you bringing environmentalism or lessons you've learned in EAC with you post-graduation? Well, the great thing about EAC is you learn leadership because Venetia drills that into you. (laughs) (laughs) I I would say just lovingly imparts. Lovingly imparts. Yeah, only Venetia refers to it like that. (laughs) Which definitely helps. Leadership skills help in like regardless any environment and being able to plan stuff creating task lists, all that's nice. That helped me a lot, I think. It also helped me with my time management. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. oh, meeting in at like 6 p.m. <laughs> or 6 a.m., 8 a.m. in the morning, three-hour meeting. Oh, But yeah, if you guys don't know, I'm going into filmmaking. So I'm going to learn how to create fictional and nonfiction documentaries, stuff like that. And something that I hope and wish to do, I want to create a documentary in some way about the environment, somewhere around the world, maybe, because I might get a chance to go somewhere. So if I can make a documentary about the environment, I think that'd be really cool. Like contribute what my passions were in high school into my career in college. So that'd be fun. I would love to see that. So you better keep me in the loop on that one. I hopefully will get to do it. And we'll see. I mean, if it comes up, I want to do it. I want to bring environmentalism in to either documentary or into something fictional in some way. So we'll see. We'll see. So a follow-up question to that. Where are you headed post-graduation? I am heading to Rutgers. Ooh. I am heading, specifically, I'm heading to the Mason Gross Arts School. So I'm going for my Bachelor's of Fine Arts in Filmmaking. Ooh. <laughs> well, congratulations. It has been a long journey, and I can't believe that 13 years later, this is where we're ending up, we're you know? Going to college. <laughs> it's and I cool. say this. I say this as I am looking at our first day of kindergarten photo. Oh my God. Venetia's going to cry. How much you guys. Okay. Let's take a bet. Who thinks Venetia's going to cry? Oh my God. 
everyone watching this is probably like listening, watching. It's probably like, yep, Venetia's gonna cry. Venetia's gonna get eyed. There is nothing wrong with having a healthy level of sentimental value attached to your high school slash middle school slash elementary school best friend. Okay. Like Venetia's gonna cry first talking about EAC, and then <laughs> afterwards she's gonna cry about the fact that her and I are graduating. It's gonna happen. That's how I predict it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> well, it's gonna wow. happen. I bet you it will. Anyway, so I just talked about my favorite memories and what I'm gonna be doing in the future and all that stuff. What are you doing, Venetia? What's your favorite memory? You it have is time so to think about it now. <laughs> it's so hard to pick just one. Like I am an indecisive person to begin with, and then asking me to pick one. Well, I named two, so you can name okay. two. One okay. involving, well, you were an exec the entire time, so that's a, one that's very <laughs> much so rooted in being an exec and one that's less so rooting, rooted being in an exec. Okay. Well, I would have to say, am I allowed to have a tie between two for first place? Fine. Okay. <laughs> um, I would have to say there's a tie between both of the Eco Nights because as Shannon has the podcast as her brainchild, Eco Night has been my brainchild. And so if you have not heard about Eco Night, you should check out our episode on Eco Night. But it is essentially an environmental science and innovation fair. And we've had to do virtual both years due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And both years, I am blown away with the dedication of not only our members, our community and our event team, but just the spirit of everyone coming together despite never actually meeting each other in person. And so the first year we did it, 2020, I was just so grateful to even be able to get it off the ground because we had to digitize the whole event in three weeks. And I was just, I was very not hopeful that we would get it off the ground, but we did. And we managed to amass over 500 site views in three days. And then this year, uh, I think the entire executive board can vouch for the fact that I was panicked. I was so panicked that something would go wrong because we were doing was live. freaking out. Okay, <laughs> she was like, every single day we would have we would have like a couple meetings leading up to uh, the whole event. And Venetia, every single time, she was like, "Is anyone else freaking out, or is it just me?" <laughs> yeah. Um, and because we had live programming this year because we we could not be satisfied with just doing a website and asynchronous Venetia programming. Venetia okay. above and beyond. <laughs> so we were doing live programming and I was just there were so many moving parts and I really thought, you know, something would go wrong. And obviously everything worked out better than I could have hoped. And something always does go wrong, but it's it speaks to the preparedness and the test, like the professionalism of our event team and our executive board and our exhibitors that we were able to just come up with solutions and move on and no one noticed. So until you just so. said so. <laughs> well, Not everyone knows after the event. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Ethan, I has to be tied for first place and then uh, second place oh man do not say just because you became president that does not count <laughs> no i would not say that like i guess i something cheesy it was it was getting to meet so many people that were in love with the environment and leading them together to create oh my god see you're you're making fun of what i would say but i would say okay if i was gonna choose something that like 
really impacted me for the rest of my high school career. I would say sophomore year, being able to be the keynote speaker at the Alliance for New Jersey Environmental Educators Winter Conference. That I would say has been one of the most impactful experiences of my life. And for that, I have to give a huge thank you to Dr. Pangalos. Be beyond just what he has said and done for me throughout the last four years, but without him, I'm pretty sure that opportunity would have never come by. And that opportunity has not only allowed me to meet so many wonderful, passionate people in the environmental education industry, but other fellow students who are passionate and just that whole experience. And beyond that, that opportunity opened so many more doors afterwards. Um, I would say in particular, allowing me to be appointed to the New Jersey Commission for Environmental Education as the K-12 student representative, that also would not have happened without that keynote address. And so, yeah. I, and also I would, I, I would be remiss if I did not mention that that was a proud like mother hen moment um, because that presentation was essentially how are, how are students bringing about environmental change? How are they bringing more environmental awareness? And I basically got to brag about EAC, which was my probably favorite part in that presentation. <laughs> Venetia likes bragging about the club. If you guys have not heard by how she just bragged about Eco Night. Well, I'm very proud of it. Okay. I'm proud of our accomplishments and people. So yeah, yeah. let me be proud. I'm gonna plug something first. And this will make uh well, this will make Prunette very happy. I'm gonna plug uh our YouTube channel where we just uploaded all of the um <laughs> all of the uh what am I trying to say? The panel and the uh, so yes. go check those out, especially if you missed the live launch day of Eco Night Part Two. <laughs> okay, Venetia. Anyway, now done with that shameless plug, Venetia. <laughs> so you asked me about how I'm bringing environmentalism into my later life and college career. What about you? What are you going to do with the environment? Because I'm sure everyone is like dying to know what Venetia is going to do. Is she going to like start a revolution in the environment to bring more and more people in? Um, well, I can't say for certain what will happen in the future, but I know for now I am going to be a Bonner Community Scholar at the College of New Jersey. And one of my issue areas I hope will be environmentalism. So within that, I hope to serve on the Environmental Sustainability Council for the college, and that will not only be able to, you know, impact a greater community, but also tie in our relationships with pre-existing community partners. So that I'm hoping will be my issue area. And then beyond college, I am hoping to become a pediatrician and you might be wondering what does pediatrics have to do with the environment and i am here to tell you that there's actually a field called environmental pediatrics and that's actually a program at many medical universities and colleges so i don't know if that would be my path but even if i do not end up specializing in environmental pediatrics i hope to at least bring environmental awareness and incorporate my knowledge about environmental health into my future career. 
And uh, I don't think I'm ever going to leave the environment. I really hope that I'll college, post medical school, I will be involved in different environmental organizations. Maybe I'll join whatever town I end up in's environmental commission as a member. So yeah, that's the environment will follow Venetia wherever she goes. <laughs> All right. So now that Shannon and I have had a chance to discuss our favorite memories and how we got dragged into EAC, we are going to welcome Anissa Patel and Pranet Kumar, our other two senior executive board members to the podcast. So welcome, Anissa. This is your podcast debut. How does it feel? I feel excited and special. <laughs> Again, you're not that special because Pranet's already been here. Well, I can't do anything about that, but I still feel a bit special. Yeah. Pranet, do you feel even more special because this is your second time here? I feel really special. You know what? I'm really excited. Um, I'm out here. I'm going to make everyone cringe again. Um, um, <laughs> You're already making me cringe. <laughs> um, I'm super excited. And yeah, hope you guys don't get sleepy and bored listening to me. You don't want to be bored. You're going to enjoy no. your Our chaotic personalities, there's no way you're going to be bored. Um, all right. Well, I guess, Anissa, since you've been here as long as I have, we shall start with you. How did you get dragged into EAC? So I dragged myself into EAC, actually. I saw the table during Club Rush, and it seemed like the very focused, action-focused club where I could take my interest in the environment and actually make an impact. But I was surprised to learn that there were only four members of the club when I attended the first meeting, which made me a little bit hesitant in deciding if I wanted to continue. Um, but I saw how serious some of the other members of the club were, like Venetia, and I decided to stay. Um, and after just our first year, um, Venetia, the new executive board, was able to drastically increase our membership, which was really nice. And then we also had new events um, that helped members get more involved. Wow. So I think you're one of the very few in. people that did not get dragged in. Yeah. You didn't get dragged in by Venetia. Wow. <laughs> did Pranet get dragged in by Venetia? Pranet, how did yes. you get So, Pranet, well, tell us how you got dragged into EAC. Okay, so I was a, I was a new kid in the school sophomore and during sophomore year. Um, I was confused. So it's, it's kind of like all related and stuff. So I, I was working with Venetia on something on biotech, and she told me to join um, Triam, which is her other mentoring kind of uh, extracurricular that she runs outside of the school. And um, from that, like, we were just talking one day, and I was like, yeah, I'm interested in the environment and stuff. And then she told me, oh, yeah, you should join the Environmental Action Club. And I was like, oh, wow, cool. And then, yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically, I, I got dragged in by Venetia as well. So, yeah, then I joined Environmental Action Club. And it, it was cool. It was a cool and awesome experience. You know, Venetia used Pranet's confusion against <laughs> Okay, in my yeah, defense, confused. in my defense, Pranet is leaving out a critical component that makes me sound less creepy, okay? Pranet, you did not mention the first day of Biotech's interview, in which you told me that you were interested in zoology and the environment. He yeah, said he was interested in the environment, okay, but you still, okay. you still took the innocent new child, the new kid, and dragged him into the club. <laughs> well, I, I was kind of looking for a club, club so I was like, I got to join some clubs. So it was like freshman year, I didn't do nothing. <laughs> and I was like, sophomore year, I got to do something. 
That's how I felt, man. I didn't do anything freshman year. (laughs) Freshman year is scary. It's justified. Yeah, that's why you don't do anything, because you're trying to get adjusted to the big school. Yep. And then there's me, who's been in the same clubs for all four years. Oh, my God, you have. (gasps) Venetia's, like, steady. (laughs) I like stability, okay? I think this is the only club that is steady for me, because I was in Key Club before. I was in, like... 50 other clubs that just kept on dropping and going Same. up. I was like, he's the right only one that clubs. sticks. That's the moral of the story, guys. If yeah. you're going to join a club, join a club that sticks. True. Yeah, I've done in so many other clubs and like, <laughs> I just kind of oh, slacked and all. And I was like, nah, this is boring. Well, yeah, EC was fun. So like, I joined. So, guys, if you're interested about the environment and you want to make some impact, Join EAC. Or if you don't go to our school, make your own EAC. Don't call it EAC, though, because that's our. <laughs> you have it copyrighted. No Solid way. advice. Solid advice. Um, but yeah, I'm going to branch off that and say, if you are another high school, middle school, college student listening to us, and you do not have an environmental club or an, a green club or some version of that at your school, Go out and try to make one because there are probably so many people that are interested in it, but they just don't know how to get it started. And Mm. I'm willing to put this out there. If you ever have questions, our email is on the website. There's a contact form on the website. Reach out to us. Venetia's just plugged the website too. Look how much stuff we plugged. We're not (laughs) here earlier, but I plugged the YouTube channel. I'm sure that would make it. Pernet has been pushing the YouTube channel since we've made it. (laughs) Yes. And actually the podcast will be on the YouTube channel, you know, in a few months. So another way to listen to us. Yeah. Okay, so we talked earlier about our favorite memories of EAC. Anissa, do you have any favorite memories? You could choose two, like one that's related to being exec and one that's not. So, but one of my favorite memories of EAC is when I first saw a bag person during Green Fair. And I was like, what is that? Because I just saw a random person walking, like a random person walking around with bags covering their whole body. And then, and then I saw a sign saying numbers of bags wasted per month per person in New Jersey. And I was like, wow, that is a lot of bags. And I really want to try on that costume. So if you <laughs> Google, you Google Anissa Patel, you can see me taking a picture with the bag person, or I think it was like a bag lady during the mm-hmm. time. And I look so excited. You look so happy in that photo. I think I used it in my keynote address presentation because you just look so excited oh, to be oh there. God, that's embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, but everyone was overjoyed. Like people who looked at that presentation were like, wow, people genuinely look happy and excited. I refuse to wear it. I refuse to wear it. I have worn it privately for sizing and measurement purposes, but other than that... <laughs> That sounds so weird. I put on a bunch of bags privately. Like it's actually generally comfy. It is. It is very cushiony. I will say. I feel like I've fallen a couple times on it and like didn't feel anything. Yeah, I will say. Yeah, very comfy. You would not think it, but it is. My second one. I don't know if I should be saying it, but I'm gonna say it anyways. So it was uh, when we participated in Haunted High School. I think it was my junior year, and Jamie brought in pizza for the volunteers 
and I was the attendance coordinator at the time. So people were coming in. <laughs> people were coming in. So I had to put my pizza down on the table. Okay. And I just remember, for some reason, for some reason, Benicia felt like she had to move that table. I don't know why, but she wanted to move the table, okay? And she's like, hey, can you help me with this? And I'm like, sure, okay, I guess. So we lifted the table, and I forgot how short Venetia was. Like, I just for some reason forgot how short she was and how unproportionate it would make the table. So when we lifted the whole table, like it completely fell over, and all the other clubs around us were like, Whose pizza is that on the floor? And I looked at Venetia and I'm like, that's mine. And I was actually thinking about eating the pizza still because it didn't land like cheese to the ground. Like it was just like the crust landing on the ground. And she was like, no. So I just kind of starved. But yeah. Wait a minute. No, there was extra pizza. Yeah, there was, not- that's, true. Yeah. that's true. There was extra pizza that I ate later on. But still, yeah. I wanted that pizza, okay? I already put toppings on and everything. It just... Fell. Oh my god. <laughs> so funny. Oh, and don't forget the wait, was this the same as the great table collapse of Haunted High School or was that different? No, I think that was a different time. That was different. Yeah. A yeah, table so- collapse <laughs> was wow, the great t- table collapse is like a whole I love how every every single massive. memory of Haunted High School has to do with tables collapsing. <laughs> I mean, those are some suspicious and sketchy tables. Okay. They've they've seen a lot. They just keep dropping. And it's like so loud. Oh yeah. It's so loud and so random. It just drops, and yeah, you're like, "Oh my god!" The other club, like, what is that? And you know, like, security like, actually ran over because they were so concerned. Yeah, yeah. I would say that was a good memory. That's a that's a very funny memory. I like how it involves Venetia being too short. <laughs> wow! I did not come here to get roasted, y'all. That's another one of my favorite memories: roasting Venetia all oh the time. God, definitely. Okay, Brunette, your turn. What's your favorite memory of EDC? It can be okay. either as an exec or just as a member. Okay, or Bart can be both. But, okay, my first one. Um, okay, so my first, I feel like most, the two memories I'm going to talk about were this year. So first one is going to be that um, when Venetia was entering me for the Environmental Champion Award, and then, like, out of nowhere, she tells me I'm getting an exec position. And I was like, what the heck? And I don't know. I was like super confused and shocked because like I wasn't expecting it. I just thought it was gonna be a normal interview, um, and all that stuff. And I'll be prepared. I don't know if they remember, but I was like completely in utter shock. I was like, "What?" <laughs> but yeah, that was one of the um, my good memories. And then the second one. Okay, this was like the, one of the best times when I took over the Instagram takeover, and it was just way too fun. I had way too much fun with it. It was crazy fun, but um, I don't, uh, maybe maybe I might just come in like future towards the end of the club and be like, do another Instagram takeover. Hmm. Actually, good idea. Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. And that's a perfect time. Plug the Instagram. Plug yes. The Instagram. So follow us on the Instagram at mthsnjeac. We post what's going on, what's up, and you know. Who's doing amazing things on there? And we did also take over the other day, and Prinette yeah. was crazy as heck. <laughs> yeah, our live Instagram takeovers—they're all saved, so you mm-hmm. can check out all of the cringy and funny moments of our days. Exactly, but like, there were a lot. I'm, I'm warning you guys—you gotta like sit down in a chair, okay? I don't want you to be co- collapsing on the ground, dying of cr- cringiness, okay? I think Prinette so, was the be best. Prepared. 
entertaining. I just kept checking every so often because yeah. they're so funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I just hope because I feel like people think I don't do anything, but like that that day was like my freest day ever. And, and I kind of didn't include like the studying parts and like all the other parts because I was like, nah, I don't want people to be like, uh, those are the boring parts, right? I just want to include the fun parts. But I, I usually, like, don't like how I've caught and stuff. I don't do all that stuff on weekdays. But I was like, got to do it for the Instagram takeover. Okay. Well, as you can tell, there are a lot of favorite memories and fun times here. <laughs> yes. So Definitely. we are the Environmental Action Club. And we've done a lot of environmental stuff in our high school career, all of us. So how are you two going to bring environmentalism into your college career and later into life? Anissa? So, in the future, I plan on attending the Kelly School of Business in Indiana University, co-majoring in supply chain management and business sustainability, which is basically incorporating the environmental aspect of how businesses run and try to convince big businesses to use more sustainable materials when making their products um, or convincing them to use renewable energy in their factories and when shipping their products. And I think the best example I have to explain this is how Starbucks changed their plastic straws to, like, cardboard straws, which is, like, more environmentally friendly. So that is basically what the effect of a sustainable business major can do on a small scale. And I have to do that, like, on a bigger scale. And I also want to make another EAC club at IU, of course, obviously. They don't already have an environmental club? No, they have a business sustainability club. But they don't have an environmental action club or anything. All right. Well, Anissa, you're going off and making EAC 2.0. Yep. yep. <laughs> it's her job now. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, congratulations. And uh, you better keep us in the loop on what you achieve and are up to. Tell us if you yeah. actually create that club. <laughs> I, I, will. Yeah. Know. I expect updates. <laughs> I will. And then, Pernet, on your end, how are you bringing environmentalism to your career and future plans? Um. Okay. So, um, like college stuff. I know, like I've already been thinking about like future plans. That's kind of deep information. I haven't even thought about that, but I I can definitely t- tell you about the college stuff. So, I'm majoring in environmental engineering at UT Austin, and um. Basically, I don't know, I feel like most people don't know what environmental engineering is, but we did have some, uh, one doctor, Dr. Himmelheiber, uh, come in uh, at our panel, speaker panel, in, during Econize. So, like, if you want to know more about it, plug in again, it's at, in the YouTube channel. But anywho, so basically, um, environmental engineering is you're using all disciplines of science, like biology, chemistry, and like a lot of math, to, and you kind of combine all of that. And at the same time, you're improving the environment, kind of um, finding out solutions to like basic environmental problems by using technology. So it's like uh, it's really fun now. And I want to do like a lot of research because like um, UT Austin has like many research programs, like building energy and environments and sustainable systems and all. And, like I want to go more into that stuff. And at the end of the day, um, if you're t- telling me like for future stuff, I just want to kind of one a small impact um, from my part, even if it's like a dent. Or even if it's like has a decent amount of um, impact, I'll do something at the end of the day to kind of like have a positive impact on the environment. But yeah, 
That's about it. Well, congratulations. And I know I have talked to you about this before, but you're going to go off and do great things and you better keep us in the loop. Wow. We are going to be all over the place. We are going to be in Texas, Indiana, Jersey. Wow. Yeah. It's so crazy. We're all graduating. <laughs> I cannot believe I'm graduating. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for this world. I don't know if the world's None ready for me. Ready. <laughs> Is anyone ever ready for the real world, though? That begs Ooh. the question, right? True. Is anyone ever full? If you're fully, I think this is like a business practice. So Anissa, you might have heard of this before, but if you release a product and it's perfect and it doesn't have any issues with it, you released it too late. And I think the same sentiment applies here. If you go into the world and you think you've got everything under control, you've probably forgotten to experience life. Definitely. So. Dang, that's yeah. kind of, that's kind of deep. Like, I like that. <laughs> Okay, well, here's something interesting. I was talking about this earlier. I was like, oh, it's so interesting. Each of us are doing something different and going different places, but we're all like bringing what we've learned with EAC and all that stuff into our club in each college. <laughs> well, TCNJ already out. has an environmental club, so. Venetia's already, Venetia's yes, dreams of becoming the president of that. No, no, I will be, I will be occupied and fully focused with the Bonner program, so. That's her new EAC. She's leaving. <laughs> She's not gonna actually leave. She'll probably come back to like next year. To visit. Well, I, I I'm gonna make I'm gonna put this in writing audio. I'm I'm just gonna make this public that Rajika and Ria are two junior execs that will be carrying on the legacy of EAC next year. I expect an invitation to Eco Night in person, and if oh, I yeah. don't receive one, Definitely. I will be very I'll mad. I'll come to that. Sure. Yeah, I'm gonna come to that as well. Well, now if I don't come, it looks bad, so I'm coming too. <laughs> <laughs> All three of you are like, oh, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come, and I'm like, and I have to come too. <laughs> it will just be a 2020-2021 executive board reunion. I guess we kind of already talked about this, but I guess we have more to share. In terms of fun stories, what other fun stories can we say without embarrassing ourselves too much i have one um so during astronomy night right i don't know i got this random job okay i was volunteering and i got this random job to be like the the door guy to, like just open up doors <laughs> welcome people that. and i was just like messing around way too much i was like trolling people i bet the guys who were coming in were like what the heck is wrong with this guy but um a a anywho that was like one of the, the most, I guess, trolliest or fun stories for me. Yeah. I remember that. But here's the plus side of that. I think a lot of the little kids that were coming in thinking they were attending a boring science event were very amused and suddenly interested. So good job on that one. Oh, thank you. The amount of weird jobs that we give for different events, though. Like, there's not no. a name for some of them. They're just so random. Attendance <laughs> coordinator. <laughs> okay, but, Anissa, tell me, without your role, Haunted High School would have been a mess. Yeah, and honestly, you would have. Yeah. Otherwise, we would have never gotten those volunteer hours out and any of that stuff. Everything's yeah. always a mess. Yeah. Wait, like, I get so much cardio at every single event that we do. I remember Shrani and I running back and forth between this room, trying to find Venetia going this room and that room. 
And then Green Fair, I'm walking all over the place. On in high school, I'm all over the place. Okay, and our school's pretty big, okay? So I'm like walking and running. Yeah, I would say that there's definitely, it's not like you sit at one table and you're just sitting there going through spreadsheets. It's very hands-on and very much, even like I'm not, I, I never have Shen's role of video or photographing because can't do those things. But just in our little space for Haunted High School and Green Fair, there's just a lot of things and tiny details that need to be fixed, managed, etc. And there's just a lot of back and forth that happens, which definitely keeps you interested and engaged for the whole four hours that you're there. <laughs> That's for sure. Everyone's going everywhere. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I want to expand on that. I feel like um, we have a lot of volunteering opportunities in our events and like anyone can do anything they want and um like and it makes like a decent impact like, that they're actually doing stuff even if it's like door, door handling or like wait be the door person right you're you're like kind of um <laughs> you're it's the community coming together right you're <laughs> talking to people and you're being like, yeah, guys, come to this event. So it's it's really cool. Like each and every response um, role has its own responsibility and kind of makes its own different thing, you know, during an event. Yeah, I, I would I would say that even though we haven't had in person events this year, there's mm-hmm. never like a busy work role. Every role has a very clear cut job description and list of tasks that go along. Definitely. Yeah. Which gives people the opportunity to have a lot of leadership roles, too. You know, not just volunteer roles, which is really nice. Because not a lot of clubs do that. Definitely. I was just thinking, why isn't Bag Person our mascot? Why is the lion our mascot? Do you realize how we use Bag Person? Let's say, okay. So Haunted High School has, like, it's, it's like, it's, it's one of the events. It's for Halloween. It doesn't really make sense to have, like, someone dressed up. It's, it's a costume, but, yeah, sure. So we have the person dress up someone. It cycles through someone's dressing up as the bag person sitting in the corner right in front of our like our little games and they're handing out candy to people and people just stare at him or her because she's wearing bags <laughs> yeah it definitely it definitely gets people to come to us because otherwise we just look very boring and they see this massive just glob of bags and they're like hmm that seems like something i should ask about and if it's not an adult being very confused, the, the kids just love it. The little kids, they're like, ooh, what's that? Yeah. Also helps that they are usually the ones with the best candy. So, yeah. Venetia's bragging about our candy <laughs> that we get. Well, home. no, we're just very uh, specific in the way we distribute our candy. So and we know we want where our candy. Even the parents want our candy. We have some, like, good candy. <laughs> What even is this conversation? <laughs> um, but I think honestly, this is a good representation of the executive board in general. Like, and I think this transitions into stuff we're going to miss because a lot of people, and I think this is a common misconception of us that yeah, we seem to get a lot of stuff done. We seem to have a high level of professionalism and you know, streamlined stuff. But I would say that we're genuinely a group of friends. Like. We talk to each other about non-environmental things, non-club things. We joke around with one another. So, like, I'm just going to miss that level of community, right? You have that close network of people that you can turn to because you know that someone's going to be awake at 3 a.m. to answer your question or have a conversation. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Not only me this year, Pranette is also, like, really... Okay, but Pranette's awake playing video games. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, that's I'm usually up at 3 a.m. doing work, so maybe not as fun. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to miss that level of community within just the executive board, but also the club, right? And I think I get roasted on this a lot, but I think it speaks to the level of just closeness we have. I know every member by name. And I know at least one thing about them. In a and not, we have way. a lot of members, like a lot. Like I think we <laughs> it's have. It's so like, impressive. Venetian like seventy nine at this point. So that's really impressive. Yeah, and yeah. I think just, and I mean, I think our members will agree with us that usually when a club gets big, they tend to forget each and every member, and they're like, "Oh, we just have a lot of numbers, right, to show." And I never want us to become that type of organization that is like, oh, we have X amount of members, but do you actually know who's there? Do you know them? So, yeah. That stuff. It's so sad. Venetia's going to cry now. <laughs> I am not going to cry. Venetia's going to cry at our final meeting. Probably. <laughs> oh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Okay, you know, you would cry too if you have spent uh, like over 1,200 hours behind something. Manisha has counted. Dang. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but let's think about it. We've spent a lot of hours just this year on Zoom. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Without a doubt. It's like Zoom oh. every day, all day. Okay, right? Like, I, I feel like you're getting back to a bit of normalcy and stuff. And if anyone mentions Zoom, I'm gonna like take my laptop and yeet it at them. No one's <laughs> mentioned Zoom again. Because, <laughs> no, I'm not getting back on Zoom. Well, honestly, I'm glad that we had the Zoom. Because during quarantine, when well, there was no social interaction, mm -hmm. this club is basically all I had with social interaction. We wouldn't just talk about the club, we would talk about other stuff too. Exactly. So it was definitely nice having that during a time when we weren't supposed to be talking to people outside and doing any of that stuff. So it was definitely nice. Yeah, I, I would agree with you, Anissa. Like that first few months of the pandemic, it was a lot of just, like, yeah, I know I had my friends that I could text to, but like beyond that, beyond your core friend group, it's really hard to know people. So, you know, you could always text someone randomly and be like, hey, we know each other from this mutual thing. Let's talk about random stuff. So yeah, I'm glad that we were able to continue even with all the pandemic on Zoom. So yeah. even though it was weird and different, I liked it in some way. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would definitely say that we have exceeded our own expectations and just our membership's expectations, everyone's expectations on how truly successful we've been throughout all of this. Yeah, and I feel like this year especially because um. Like, it's really hard to kind of go online and t take care of events. And even like, I think the executive board kind of stayed together because, like, I feel like a, a lot of people just in general have, like, lost motivation. But um, I feel like us in, in general, the executive board and our club, we were like, yeah, we were pushing through, um, still doing events. And, and for example, Econite, which was like a big bang, um, it was really successful. And there, there were so many other cool things we did this whole year and i feel like many people would not expect to kind of would not expect any club to kind of you know a high school club to just do stuff during this pandemic but yeah yeah i i would definitely second that 
I think that's what I'm going to miss the most. Like the amount of events we do, because we do so much. And like mm -hmm. even now with during COVID situation, even before I'm going to miss all that, like beach cleanups, uh, green fair, haunted high yeah. school, recording this podcast, watching member presentations, all that stuff. It's we Pre do so collaboration. Much. Yeah. And yes, I'm going to miss principal it. Collaboration is my favorite without a yeah. doubt. I love definitely. So yes. Fun. They're just adorable. And, and actually fun puppet show best thing ever <laughs> yeah I and i think actually laughing. shannon and Pernette, you were i think you guys did preschool collaboration together right they're lorax reading or something yeah yeah, yeah. I did lorax re reading i'm like a really nervous person in general and i i was like <laughs> even going to preschoolers <laughs> i was After so the preschoolers loved it the lord they loved it, it. Oh my yeah, god, yeah, I forgot was, about fun. that. That's such a fun memory. Oh my god. Yeah. I love when they like giggle during our puppet show and I'm just like that made me feel so good. Yes. I mean well, this is uh, this is another example. Like you're going to kids and you're like promoting all all our cool things. This is like a really cool thing about the club. I don't know. There's so many cool things. Yeah. And I don't know if Miss Galetti listens to our podcast, but a shout out to Miss Galetti for allowing us to do the preschool collaboration and working with us every year. Even though we take out valuable preschool, you know, learning time, you work with us and you're enthusiastic with us and we really appreciate that. So yeah, it's, wow. I'm just like thinking at how many things we've done over the last four years and I'm like, how did we actually do all of that? It's kind of crazy. We did do a lot. Wow. I feel like I should be making a list just so we can look back on it and say, wow. Well, let's do a quick list right now. Make a list. Green fair. Well, if we start with freshman year, I know our first event was Green Fair where we had three exhibits. We did we did not do Haunted High School that year. We did do a, oh, we partnered with the Shade Tree Commission of the township to hand out free seedlings as part of Hurricane Sandy relief efforts. Um, we did not night? do school that year. Astronomy night, yes. Yeah. The first astronomy night. Yeah. Um, we had our bake sale during that time as well with all the other clubs. And what else did we do? Oh, we had the beach cleanups. We had the stream cleanup in the town. Even for our first year, I don't know how we did all that because we had, I think, 20 members at that yeah. time. If that. And that was a, like a big growth from like the first meeting, which we had like four members. So that was pretty yeah. I think that four was if we included Dr. Pangos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then sophomore year, sophomore year, we really took off. I would say that was where we like really put medals to the pedal. Yeah. Sophomore year, haunted high school, another astronomy night. We had our first preschool collaboration, yeah. beach cleanups again. I mean, this wasn't a club-wide event, but I did the keynote address, and then we showed it during a meeting, so that was a thing. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Then and junior then, year, you started Eco Night. Yeah. Junior year, there was still Green Fair, because that was pre-pandemic. Uh, Green Fair still happened. Haunted High School still happened. Astronomy Night still happened? Yeah. It was, like, so yeah. long ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, did, oh, it was so long ago, but we actually did do so Astronomy weird. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. And then Eco Night. Eco Night was planning for a while and then no, it turned virtual. Preschool collaboration done just before the pandemic happened. Yeah, we got so lucky with that. Oh my Definitely. god. Because so like lucky. didn't the preschool collaboration happen like a week or two before the pandemic started? Yeah, yeah I think exactly. we just made it in. 
we probably yeah. wouldn't have been able to digitize that. I just, I don't know how we yeah. would have been able to. No. So I, super lucky. I wouldn't even say lucky. We just had such a dedicated team. Like between yeah. last year's executive board and our event team last year and just our members. Like I am so grateful that they decided to go from like physical exhibits to the digital exhibits in the span of three weeks. We just threw mm -hmm. it out there and they're like, yeah, you know what? Why not? Because they love doing their exhibits. They worked hard on it. So it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like all, that, all was, hard I, that was definitely a proud mother hen moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think I sat there that weekend multiple times refreshing that page to see how many people had come to the site. It was cool. Venetia's so proud of it. She was like, guys, we have this many people viewing so this site. We got people from like all over the world. We got people yes. from like India listening, like China. India, like, Latvia, Japan, Australia, Indonesia. It was insane. Yeah. It's so cool. And then, then this year, <laughs> and then if this year we were talking, oh my God, this year I actually just finished writing the year in review for the yearbook. Should I actually pull that up? I should pull that up, right? Yeah, oh my man. God. Okay. Second annual Eco Night with over a thousand site views. We had Dr. Alvik, Dr. Kalala, Councilman Baskin. We had the Environmental Commission Chairperson, Karen Polidoro. We had our panel where we had Dr. Alvik again. Uh, Councilman Baskin, and then the New Jersey Senator Linda Greenstein, um, and we had we had our amazing panelists. Right, I don't, I still don't know how we managed to get them to work with us because I'm sure they had so many other things to do. But after that, the podcast, right? We worked so hard. I think Shannon, the amount of emails and the amount of follow ups, the amount of messages that have been sent to get this podcast approved. We started planning in July. Our first episode didn't go live until January. <laughs> it's crazy. And here we are recording the final one. I Our know. One. We actually reestablished the MTHS green team that had died eight years ago. And that group under the leadership of everyone there, I just shout out to Vedika and Ali, our planning team co-chairs, because they kept that train on the tracks so well. Um, we had, we actually had, um, members that were invited to the 36th annual winter conference for the Alliance for New Jersey environmental educators. So that was amazing. Um, we also had, I actually, I attended the New York and New Jersey climate education youth summit, and that was with Columbia university eco ambassadors. And, you know, that's like big leagues right there. We had our single use plastics initiative team. We had our fast fashions features team. We had our member presentations, we had our trivia night, and then we're currently still working on digitizing and helping the Township Green Fair go virtual. Like, we did 11 major things, guys. So don't forget our Roast Venetia Fest. Ah, yes, can't forget that. Member bonding activity right there. <laughs> Brought the whole club together. Pat everyone on the back. Yeah. Pats to the members and to us. <laughs> yeah, and we did all of this without ever seeing each other in person. Yeah. You guys will do just as much if you join EAC, guys. So if you're listening to this and you're coming into the high school or you are in the high school and you're looking for a club, join EAC. We do a lot. As you can see, even virtual, we do a lot. So next year in person, we'll do even more. Hopefully we'll be in person. Yeah. And I'd also just add that half of these projects are member-led projects, meaning mm -hmm. that you suggest an idea and if enough people are passionate about it, that project becomes a reality. So it's, it's definitely, I think, one of the other things that I'm going to miss that 
ability to just have passionate people come up and do what they want to do. So we're all going to miss a lot. We've done yeah. a lot and it's crazy. What am I going to do with my time? <laughs> Benicia doesn't know what to do with herself now that she doesn't have AAC. <laughs> no, I feel like um, Misha's going <laughs> to come back to Rajka and really like bug them crazy. Like call them each day. Like, what's up? What's up, guys? Um, so what's I don't think that's true. No, I have told them that they get I'll one phone call per month. <laughs> Yeah, I think they also need their space to kind of yeah. make the club their own. So yeah, I don't think we need no, to but have to take that. That's over. definitely a thing. Like I, we obviously by the time this episode gets released, we will have announced our new executive board and our new leadership. And I'll say that I have two hundred percent faith in all of them, and I know that they are fully equipped and then some to go and take whatever has been done this year and expand on that and just keep going is there anything else that people are gonna miss because i feel like we've we've just been going down memory lane guys yeah. i mean i liked it when Venetia brought those brownies i think that was when i first became an exec she brought brownies i'm like all right this could actually be kind of fun like this might be more <laughs> than just work Benicia food is a great incentive yeah. No, and actually, Anissa, was that our last in-person EAC yeah, meeting? Yeah, so it was. That was when I first became exec, and that was our last in-person meeting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing that I'm I'm sad that you guys didn't get to experience is one of the executive board dinner parties. So. Oh, yeah. Rajka, I mean, still have that. that. Yeah, to be honest, you can still have it, like, during yeah. the summer or something. Now that I feel like. Winding down. Yeah. Yeah, because that was a good time. Well, now we're on the story, join EAC, because we have so many memories, More, We love it so much. And at the same time, you make an impact. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you, I guess our closing, maybe someone has skipped to the end of the podcast because they don't want to hear us blabbering about memories. But the moral of the story, the overarching umbrella, is that if you want your time to be well spent and you actually want to feel fulfilled with the time that you're spending in extracurriculars, join us because you're not going to leave feeling like you didn't do anything. So, Pranet and Anissa, do you want to say some final goodbyes to the members and to our listeners? Pranet, do you want to go first? No, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pranet's <we're getting> crying. <laughs> All right, um, well, I'm obviously going to miss the club. I've learned a lot. I mean, I've learned how to make a website. I did not know how to do that before. I learned how to make an agenda for clubs. Definitely did not know how to do that. I learned how to work spreadsheets. I mean, there's so much I learned, but I think my favorite part was just, you know, making new friends, being in a club that actually cared about what they were doing. And I think I'm definitely going to carry all of this through, through college and through life. So I think it's definitely made an impact on me. Yeah. Uh, I, I would also say that, but like uh, this similar thing, but like, well, um, a lot of people say that you get gain like leadership qualities and also, but I actually mean it. I feel like I started out as a kind of an introvert person and not shy, super shy person, not going out there. But I don't know. I feel like um, because of EAC as well, like in other leadership positions and stuff in, in EAC, it kind of like gave me the opportunity to kind of see how it feels like, g- give me some confidence at the same time, um, how to speak and stuff. Because like, I feel like, and I'm still not that great at it. I decently stammer and stuff, but I definitely have learned how to speak in general. 
um get my message out and um yeah definitely there's a lot of cool stuff you, uh, I've, I've learned and proposals task lists it's, it's crazy like i did not know i would be doing a lot of stuff and th- those are the small things but at the end of the day they're actually going to help you in future so yeah there's a lot of the things and club meetings all the events you know what I, like i feel like I, I might want to be an exhibitor in in, in econite Ooh, maybe we could do maybe that you can be a panel speaker who knows Ooh. Never know. Yeah, because you're going to be a student in environmental engineering, and this exactly. year we have in different um, industries. So that would be cool. Yeah. gets to speak on the Econite panel. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> that would come full circle. <laughs> hey, no, what about me? Cool. I'm doing business technology. Anissa can go guys. too. Yeah. You can come back too. I mean, I don't know if I'd be invited back because I'm not exactly studying environmentalism, but. That's fine. I'll be an observer for one. Hey, if I make a if I make an environmental uh documentary, I can come. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I can imagine. Anisha will be the only one that gets left out. That's okay. You know what? I'm good. I moderated no, the panel this year. I'm I'm good. I'm gonna just sit back and watch all of you do your thing. What about the environmental? pediatric kind of thing that you're talking well about. that's yeah. way too many years down the line i still have to get my bachelor's <laughs> okay so like we, we might see you in 10 years then right <laughs> yes 10 years <laughs> and i think people are gonna remember venetia in 10 years she'll now. be even shorter than now <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> i had to <laughs> but those tasks- had to get that one last short joke in it won't be the last. <laughs> it may be the last in this podcast, but it won't be but, the last. Yeah, no. Something tells me that even, you know, 20 years down the line, when you're talking to my children, you're going to be like, yep, here's the short joke. <laughs> that, that's that's going to be. <laughs> here's the short joke. <laughs> Man. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy. So, Anissa, Pranette, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. Very yeah, fun. Thank you for having us good time coming in second um for the second episode hopefully by this point no one's sleeping hey, maybe you'll get to come back again to the podcast <gasps> we can all come back to the podcast too <laughs> as you can tell all of them are making fun of me not leaving but none of them want to leave either hey you so, don't want to come back onto the podcast episode i do but i'm just saying i'm not the only one that does so i'm good at leaving the podcast as it is though i trust everyone i trust our editors and all that stuff it's now my emotional sappy time venetia should go first though because she's going to talk longer and you're doing the closing so go first <laughs> No, no, you should go because I need to. I need to actually get words. You gotta get all the emotions in. Okay. Well, I'm just very thankful to everyone, to the execs, to the members for everything and all the events that we've done. I'm thankful to the advisors and the people at the school, Kalella and Pangalos and Stavaria and everyone for like helping us with this podcast too, because this podcast is my baby. And to the podcast team, our editors and our script writers and our guest outreach managers and all the guests that we've had so far and are going to have in the future. I'm thankful to every single one of you because this podcast would not be what it is. I'm very, I'm just talking about the podcast a lot because I love the podcast, but for the club too, I'm so thankful for every single person. And it's sad that I'm saying goodbye to the podcast because we've only done 10 episodes, but this is the end of season one and I'm going to say goodbye as your host. So yeah, it's been a fun ride 
and whoever takes over the podcast next is going to bring you on a new journey and you will have just as much fun with them. Yeah. So that was not nearly enough time for me to get my thoughts in order. Um, so I guess first and foremost, I have to thank the advisors, specifically Dr. Pangalos, because you are advisor for a little longer than Mr. Peria. Um, I guess taking a chance on this lovely short freshman that decided she wanted to take over <laughs> um, and giving us the leeway to do what we thought was best and letting us trial and error it out because I think that taught us a lot more than if you had, you know, been super involved and tell us, okay, this is how exactly to do stuff. So I would have to say big shout out to you. Um, and Mr. Peria for being like the EAC mom, I would have to say, because you always take every meeting opportunity to roast us and also comfort us and guide us. So thank you for that. Um, as well as to our MTHS administrators and our school district administrators, because I'm pretty sure we have bugged you so many times over the years and I have stormed into your offices during lunch so many times to get approval on this, that, and the other thing. I know Dr. Kalella, I always uh, try to grab a hold of you during first block or before first block to get approval on things. So that's definitely, maybe I won't miss it as much because I will be passing the baton off to Rajka and our new VP to do that, but it's definitely interesting times and it has taught me a lot. This has been like the craziest ride. I don't think anything has taught me more than this, whether it was a class, anything else that I've done. But yeah, and I would have to say thank you to each and every member for taking a chance on us, because I know we're not one of those brand name, big name clubs that, you know, you're going to be able to tell people that said, I was part of this, that and the other society. But you took a chance on us and I hope you enjoyed your time with us. If you're a senior with us, you'll, you know, I hope you've learned just as much as we have. If you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, I hope you stay even when it's in person because I, I promise you we are just as much fun. Um, but yeah, I don't know what else there is to say except a big old thank you for making this the most meaningful experience of my life thus far, by far. Thanks guys so much for listening to all of us in all these podcast episodes. It means so much. Venetia and I are now signing off as your co-hosts. Yeah, it wasn't so long ago when we said this is we're your co-hosts. We are <laughs> well, now we are done being your co-hosts. Mic drop. We are yeah, well, not mic drop just yet. We have to close out our episode for the final time. The final time we're closing out, guys. Well, Give it away. A Take it away. And that is all we have for you today. Thank you for joining us on the final episode of season one of the Every Action Counts podcast. If you enjoyed our show, we would love for you to leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or tell a friend about us. Be sure to visit our website at tinyurl.com slash MTHSNJEAC for today's show notes and links to everything we talked about. For updates on what our club is up to, follow us on Instagram at MTHSNJEAC. And remember, every action counts.